five, four, three, two, one. What is going on? Welcome back to the Energized Football Show with your boy Basmo Faux Show. Uh, first of all, how are you doing? And if you're new to the Energized Podcast, welcome. And if you're back for more Energized Action, welcome back. So, if you're new, usually I do the sports show with Ross, but because Ross is over in London... We're going to be doing them by ourselves for just the next couple of weeks until we sort things out. But uh, just trying to mix it up and do something fresh, you know. But anyhow, uh, yesterday Ross posted the MMA show. So if you like MMA, check that out. He also sort of discussed how we got on over in London. But on today's show, just because the only things to really look over is the Champions League, obviously. Um the championship final and also just looking at a bit of world cup i'm going to start the show and talk about how ross and i got on over in london because some things definitely have to be said about how we got on so it's probably going to be roughly around 10 minutes so if you want if you've already listened to the london bit you can fast forward but this is my take on it anyway so I flew over to meet ross on friday and um our plan was to go see Bellator 200, which is in the SSE Arena in Wembley, right beside Wembley Stadium. So uh, when I arrived, uh, I actually, Ross gave me like the most perfect directions to get to the apartment. And uh, the weather over in London is unbelievable. It's like 26 degrees. I was literally dripping walking everywhere. And um, one thing I have to say about the transport over in London is... Uh, it's unbelievable. It's so good. It's things come just every couple of minutes. You're not waiting that long, and um, yeah, it's so handy. So, like, usually I don't travel by myself. <clears throat> Excuse me, but uh, it was so it was very very easy to follow, and uh, yeah. So we went to Bellator 200 in the SSC Arena. Um, first things first, when we got there. Uh, they're like really particular about things. Like you, you like you're not allowed to go for a cigarette. So once you're in, you're in. That's it. You're not allowed to go out. Uh, self and Ross went in. We actually got two tickets for fourteen pounds each, which is unbelievable. Like that was just a godsend. So uh, we got our seats. We thought we were going to be in the shittest seats in the house, but we were literally in brilliant seats. If you've seen the photographs on Instagram, um. They were brilliant. So um, we're there for the fights. Uh, we had great seats. At one, sta- at one stage before we went in, which was actually quite funny, there was a guy, if you know Geordie Shore, uh, one of the guys fighting called Aaron Chalmers. We actually met him before here in Dublin. And uh, he was fighting. And then Ross points at some guy across the way being like, that guy looks like Aaron Chalmers. So funnily enough, when I went to the toilet later on that night, uh, Scotty T from Geordie Shore was in the toilet and so was your man and Scotty T said that was Aaron's brother so Ross was like Ross was basically right saying that guy looks like Aaron because it was his brother but uh, yeah it was funny just seeing them there they were bouncing around um, yeah so the fights were the fights went brilliantly uh, everything 
Everton was great crack. Bellator put on a great show. Big landmark for them, 200. Uh, after the fights, we went down ringside. I was like, come on, we go down and see what happens. So we ended up talking to a load of like well-known people in the Bellator industry, uh, from even Scott Coker to like nearly everyone. Uh, Ross actually tried to uh, get us in the ring, but uh, <coughs> they're having none of that. So uh, after we went outside and... Uh, we were just at the entrance waiting for some of the fighters to come out and fair play to nearly all of them. They uh, came out, spent a bit of time with the fans, talking to them. Myself and Ross thought it was the perfect time to talk shop with certain people. So there are some people we know from Bellator and we were, discuss- we were telling them how we tried to get media passes and then we couldn't get them. So we were- they gave us like people's emails, like Scott Coker, who's basically the Dana White of Bellator gave us people's emails to get in touch with which was uh, which was cool so we basically nearly got to meet everyone who was important like Charles Sonnen Gegard Mousasi um, even big John McCarthy so that was really cool networking because when, when I was going over we wanted to make sure we got to meet some people you know trying to grow the page very energised but um after we walked over to the hotel across the road where other fighters were outside getting photographs and stuff um one guy you definitely have to watch out for is a guy called MVP Michael Venom Page he was he's probably the most entertaining fighter in the world um very Anderson Silva-esque and um he he was there with this big huge glove thing from I think it's called Guardians of the Galaxy I'm not sure I don't really watch movies that much but uh, we were talking to him we were explaining about the the podcast and then he brought his agent over we were talking with his agent and he's been he's trained a few times here in Ireland so he said he'd come on the show as well so like obviously myself and Ross were on cloud nine um if you heard about our, if you listened to our MMA show when we were in New York, meeting all the fighters, it was basically the same. But like this time, we actually had a better product to, to discuss with them. So then we went into the hotel. We were like, right, we'll try and go in the hotel. We walked in. Then we went over to the elevators. Uh, got the elevator to the second floor because we we're trying to find the party, obviously. Um, and it only goes. It only went up to the second floor, and then more media people came over got in the elevator with us and brought us up to the ninth floor and that's where the after party the Bellator after party was so we just walked in with them chancing our arm but uh, totally getting away with it so we were in there there was a lot of well known fighters in there as well people like even John Kavanagh was there Charlie Ward who won as well he's from SPG um, James Gallagher Gegar Mousasi was going around with a belt um, there was there was just a lot of well-known people there. Um, Aaron Jordy Shore was there as well. We, we, we uh, Ross and I went up to Aaron. We were like, do you remember us from Dublin? And he was like, no. <laughs> but uh, he gave us his information as well. He said he'd come on the show. Met James Gallagher. He said he'd come on the show. So uh, it was a networking dream, especially for ourselves. Um, see, that's the thing. Like People who listen to the show, we do this for them. We're like... We have to push it that step further, you know? Like, if you get two no's, get one more no, you know? And if you don't know. But, uh, yeah, it was it was a great night. 
um, like even 50 Cent was there. Uh, your man Chris Pratt, he's a uh, famous actor anyway. He he was in Jurassic Park and I think The Avengers as well. He was there as well. But uh, it was a great night overall, great night. Then on the Saturday, we got up to watch the championship final between Aston Villa and Fulham. And then also Leinster were playing in the final of the Pro 14, which they won as well. And then um, we went to this place called the Falcon in London. The, uh, the weather was so warm. Literally so warm. It was uh, it was as if we were in Spain. But um, we went to this place called the Falcon. If you're around London, definitely Google it. It's great. It has all the sports. But it's basically like a, it's a really cool bar. And it has a massive beer garden. If you live in Dublin, it's like the living room. Um, yeah, we watched the match there. We we actually sat with a lot of English lads, uh, who were like so bang on. We had a great time with them. They were up for Real Madrid. I don't know. It was good. It was such good atmosphere there. It was a real like student place in a way, and the atmosphere was brilliant. The weather was lovely. Uh, everyone was so sound, as if I should be surprised. Um. Maybe it was because we were nice to them. But I'm sure that probably has something to do with it. Uh, we actually met one of the lads that we know from here in Dublin called Sean Canaan in the same pub, which was uh, quite random, but uh, that was sound. That was good for Ross to get to know someone else living there. Uh, so we watched the Champions League final there. Uh, after there was actually like torrential rain. So uh, we just when we went back to the apartment. We just got like a Chinese and took it easy because we knew we had to get up again on the Sunday. So on the Sunday, we then watched UFC Liverpool in a bar. Uh, a few people started arriving spe- specifically for the UFC as well. So there was a bit of like a crew in a way watching the fights, which was cool. Um, then, uh, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. And then, uh, yeah, so on the Sunday then, we just went back to the apartment, got changed, went out into London town, London city. And uh, probably went to the most expensive nightclub in London, but uh, because it was a bank holiday, it was the only one that was sort of going on. It was basically almost the same size as the right venue in Swords. Uh, it was good. It was just it was so humid in the in the city. There was no like wind or anything. It was just so so warm. Um, yeah. So Sunday we were out for a bit, went back, and then started feeling a bit ill. Then on Monday. <clears throat> and then I got to fly home, and then uh, for the last couple of days I felt a bit sick. My stomach is just in bits. I, I don't know, like in Ross's uh, room, is he, he like had to get so many fans into the room, so like there were so many fans. So <clears throat> I was feeling like the fans were uh, like wind fans were uh, I don't know made me sick or something. But uh, that's why yesterday I didn't do the show. Yesterday I'm doing it today, which is Wednesday. But uh, overall, London's brilliant. Um, I had a really good time. I, I was there about 10 years ago, visiting my cousin. I was meant to visit him there at this time, but it didn't happen. But um, Ross seems to really enjoy it as well. Um, it's so diverse, the, the like nationalities of people. Like, you know what I mean? It's uh, like every sort of type of human you could picture are just all there. And it's uh, such a like such a nice city, and everyone we came across was very very nice as well. Like we we went to see Big Ben and the London Eye, and 
Oh no, it was just it was really really nice just walking around with the shades on. I had an iced coffee walking around because we're not twenty four seven alcoholics here, but uh, just really really nice place. I definitely live there. Um, I see it as more. It's very different to Ireland. Um, I know it's only a stone's throw away, but it, uh, how do I explain this? It's sort of like uh, when you're walking around, you just sort of notice that nobody gives a shit about what anyone else is doing. Whereas in Dublin, you almost feel like you walk in somewhere and then everyone is like, why is he doing that? Or why is she doing that? Um, that's just something I thought, I, I'm not too sure. But uh, yeah, it's a great spot. It's a great spot and everyone was very, very nice to us. So that was definitely a plus. So, I think I'll just move into the world of uh, the championship. Um, Fulham were actually playing Aston Villa in Wembley. Uh, Fulham beat Aston Villa 1-0. Uh, that Fulham side have a few decent players. People like Ryan Sessegnon to, and your man Kearney, who scored the goal. Uh, they're definitely going to need to invest in the summer. But... Um, my cousin Will supports Fulham, so he was at the game and he was chuffed. But it was a it was an alright game. Uh, Aston Villa looked okay as well. They're a bit of an aging team, especially in defence. Um, but um, Grealish looks alright in midfield. Uh, if I was him, I'd probably stay there another year and then try and see how he gets on next year. But um, <clears throat> everyone's here for the Champions League final, so let's get into that. Um, Okay, first of all, going into the game, at the beginning of the week, I thought Real Madrid were going to win 3-2. Ross actually said 3-1. Um, a couple of weeks before that, I was sort of thinking Liverpool would have a better chance. And then as the, as the game got closer and closer and closer, I felt like Real Madrid had too much experience. Just a better side. Um, bigger squad. And... Uh, They've players that have won stuff, whereas Liverpool don't really. So, obviously, Real Madrid won the game 3-1. They're after making it three Champions Leagues in a row. Four Champions Leagues in the last five years. Um, if you're looking at the game itself, Salah getting injured was devastating for every Liverpool fan. That's just the way it is. That's it, It's almost like if Real Madrid had lost Ronaldo... If, Barcelona lost Messi, but um, Salah going off. Now, I know Ramos injured him, but Ramos, everyone knows Ramos. Like, Remember even when Pepe was there, they, they go out and they do get stuck in. You know what I mean? They don't hold your hand. They they go in, they can do they do the dirty stuff if they can get away with it. Uh, same with almost all you expect every centre defender to do. Um if you can get a one up on someone, but do it fairly enough that it's not like a red card, then you have to impose yourself, especially in the Champions League final. Like going into this game, Real Madrid knew that the most feared player that they were going to come up against was Salah, so they, you have to go in first tackle and smash him. Uh, yeah, it was really unfortunate the way Salah got injured. Like Ramos obviously did pull him down, but I don't think he actually like he wasn't like oh okay I'm going to dislocate his arm here. So Salah going off anyway. Uh, I was I actually thought that you could actually just 
pop it back in, but obviously not. It was obviously a bit worse than uh, than it looked. Uh, I felt really bad for him as well. Like that was uh, like uh, how upset he was. Salah was really upset, um, obviously, but um, that was that 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 sort of put a bit of a bad spin on the game, just because you want to see them going head to head. You don't want players getting injured and having to come off, you know. But uh, yeah, the I couldn't. But we'll get to carry use now. Um, before the game. Um, I wasn't that high on him. I said he was okay. I, I thought he was getting better as it was coming more recent, as in like uh, he was building up confidence. Now he's obviously not a world beater, and uh, evidently so. But um, what he did for that first goal was like throwing an underhand, hitting um, sorry, throwing an underhand, hitting Benzema and going in. That was. Possibly the worst thing that a goalkeeper's done in a, in a Champions League final. Um, probably bar Le- Jens Lehmann getting sent off for Arsenal against Barcelona because that was a sending off. But giving away a goal like that was just just absolutely ridiculous. Um, like uh, obviously you know to have a, ro- a rivalry rivalry with Liverpool, but you don't even like you don't even want to see that. You know what I mean? Like you want to, you want like you want the obviously Bale's first goal, the boys' goal. You want to see the like magical goals. You don't want to see them just handing goals away. You know, like I would have rather Real Madrid gave away that goal just so Real Madrid then had to attack. But um, yeah, that was that was just inexcusable. And realistically, I think after he did that, he was getting the bullet against. They're on a. What were they on? They're on. I don't. Klopp must have jumped straight on Google, like trying to sell, sell Carrius anyway. But uh, that was terrible. Um, like such an easy goal to give away. But uh, fair play to Liverpool. They came back after like such a shit instant. Um, with Mane scoring a goal, and then they were back in the game. You know, um, one all. But um. Bale came on, scoring that bicycle. Uh, when you see a goal like that, it's just like, what, what can you do, you know? Um, obviously, he's been watching. <clears throat> he obviously he, he's been watching Ronaldo's bicycle against uh, Juventus, if I'm right. But uh, that was just, yeah. I mean, sometimes when some of the, when a world class thing happens, you just have to applaud it. And you, whether it's against you or for you, but uh, great goal from Bale. Then the third goal, obviously, that just like sealed everything. That Carius is he's only going to remember that he's the goalkeeping goal goalkeeping version of Varanen. If you remember that, uh, the cult hero striker who actually used to wear number ten for Liverpool. Just drinking a bit of coffee there, but um, three <clears> one. <throat> Um, after the game, Carius was there by himself crying, and not one Liverpool went, player went over to him uh, to give him a hand, which is unbelievable. Because like you win as a team, you lose as a team. But um, it was as if the players thought that if they went up to Carius, that how shit he was would give is was contagious. 
So he was there by himself for ages anyway. And then um, eventually one of the Liverpool doctors went up and picked him up off the ground. And then Bale went over to him. But uh, he was there saying to the fans after him, sorry for losing the game for you. But like, football fans, Liverpool fans will never forgive him for that. Like, football is a religion for people. And this is uh, the biggest stage of them all. And um, bear in mind now, Liverpool, what, they came third in the, in the league, if not fourth, was it? But, um, like, realistically, the champions of Europe should be the team that win the league. I know Real Madrid didn't, but they're after winning three times in a row, so obviously the champions. But uh, I think Liverpool, like, see them, themselves this year. Uh, they played some amazing football. People, Salah was unbelievable. But, uh, after you lose a final and then the season's over, you can reflect and be like, was this a great season for us or was this a bad season for us? And then you have to look at it like, if you if Klopp was offered third or fourth in the league and a Champions League final, he would have taken it. That's it. Like, I mean, obviously you'd rather win it, but uh, that's... That's a step above what they did last year. You can you have to look at every year and be like, are we building? Are we doing better? Are we doing better? And then they go in and sign uh, Fabinho from Monaco, who's a very good signing, nearly fifty million. That like that's there you go. You're already like they're building. They're building. If you play Fortnite, you know what I'm talking about. So that's good. But uh, looking at Real Madrid after the game, it was it's very very weird looking at them after the game. Um, Bale was basically saying that he's unhappy at the club. He wasn't really celebrating with the team. The team didn't really celebrate together. Um, Sergio Ramos was more running around with a selfie stick. Uh, there's, it's it's such a clicky changing room. Um, like Bale didn't look happy at all. Ronaldo wasn't really in the mix of things either. He wasn't really last year as well now, but this year he wasn't either. Almost as if like, I've won it five times, it's grand, you know? But um, such a weird click because obviously I've been looking at the Real Madrid team over the last couple of days celebrating and Bale's really kept himself out of it. So you, could, if you win a Champions League and you come man of the match and you score a boys goal in the Champions League final, you're sort of the main man. But it looks like he's going to leave. Um, when Ronaldo was in the middle celebrating uh, back in Madrid... The fans were like all chanting, stay, Ronaldo, stay, stay, stay. So they wanted to stay. Why wouldn't you, you know? Um, but they're getting another year older now. Won four Champions Leagues in the last five years. Zinedine Zidane has been in charge of the last three years. Three Champions Leagues. He's up there. One of the best managers ever there, And if you think about it. But uh, overall, the Real Madrid team, they're probably going to have to sell Bale. I think he's the the most expensive current asset they have now, especially him coming on doing that because he didn't start the game. Imagine he didn't come on, he wouldn't have scored them goals. I think Real Madrid would have won anyway, but his stock, would, his stock is after raising now. He's worth about, I think he's worth about 90 million. Basically the same as what they bought from. And since he came, he's won... Four Champions Leagues. I mean, that's good business, if you ask me. Buy someone for hundred million, get four Champions Leagues out in five years. Yeah, because like Ronaldo, like 
Ronaldo's too old to sell for over 100 million, although it'd be worth it with jersey sales alone. But like Ramos, he's getting on. Well, he's not on, on, but 31, 32. Marcelo's the same. He can't sell Cruz. Benzema is only worth about, what, 40 million, really? I don't know. Max. And he doesn't even score that much. But, uh, yeah, that was Champions League final. Um, I thought 3-2. Ross thought 3-1. I think if Salah had stayed on, it would have been 3-2. But um, that's what happens in finals, you know. It's just... That's the way it is. But, um, anyhow, after the match, Klopp came across very well. He was there celebrating with the team. Um, that's why Liverpool almost looked better than Real Madrid after just the way the continuity and the the bond that the manager has and you know what I mean uh, that's what's good to see in sport no matter what the way like Klopp looks at Liverpool as if it's his child and he wants them all to be happy and do well and <clears throat> who knows like, who, like there's Leading into the World Cup now, there's going to be a lot of players on show. Players from countries we don't even know, like Panama. You know what I mean? They could have some fella who's quality, like a, someone who's deadly at centre-back. And then everyone wants them if they do well. You know what I mean? All these players, like look at Liverpool years ago when Senegal did well. And then they signed El Hadj Diouf and Diaw. You know what I mean? Like who were they beforehand? Nobody knows. But uh, a lot of names will start popping up now over the summertime. But um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the World Cup. Um, obviously, I just had to name a couple of things. Uh, Ireland actually lost two 0 to France in Paris in the torrential rain. But um, it's good to see Shamrock Rovers as Graham Burke at a game. Um, I wouldn't mind if like Ireland tried to organise a League of Ireland side, like two League of Ireland sides, in a friendly and just. Like wearing the Irish, like if 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 Ireland made the League of Ireland team of the year just full of Irish players and then gave them a game, that could like build reputation. So if I explain that properly, the best Irish players in the League of Ireland, if they got called up to play a friendly against whoever, that would be really good because then you get to see more League of Ireland players trying harder and getting into squads and building up their confidence, you know. But um, that was actually the first time a League of Ireland player has played for Ireland since 2007. So, over 10 years. But, um, yeah, Ireland are playing again against Georgia on Thursday. That's next week. But, um... I'm going to just discuss a couple of things about the World Cup now. I'm not going to go massively into detail about it because that's going to be coming up on the next show and the show after that. And then I'm going to be running through the World Cup itself. But um, because Ireland aren't in the World Cup this year, I'm going to be following England on this show. And that's because most people that follow the show, either support Manchester United, Liverpool or Man City and a couple of Arsenal fans there as well. Um... Yeah, so like obviously, that's the way, the way Irish people usually do it because there's no Welsh team in it, there's no Scottish team, so most of the coverage in Ireland is going to be from the English team. So I'm going to be covering that as well because uh, I'm actually sort of looking forward to watching England in this World Cup. 
because they seem like they've they haven't got that much pressure but they have some very talented players that can perform on big occasions like someone like Harry Kane um like Jesse Lingard Marcus Rashford uh Sterling is doing very well probably the most improved player in the league so that would be like really fun to cover as well and obviously I'm going to be looking over all the top teams as well Brazil Argentina Germany Portugal Spain France you know what I mean but it'd be good to just follow the process of England because that's what the most Irish and English people are going to be covering. So people from America who listen as well in Australia. Uh, well, Australia are in it as well. But uh, yeah, we people all over the world listen to this show. So uh, I think covering England sort of covers often most players. But um, just before we wrap up the show... Um, at the moment, Brazil actually favours to win the World Cup. Uh, Germany are second, Spain are third, France are fourth, and Argentina are fifth. And the top goal scorers favourites are Messi, then Neymar, then Griezmann, joined with Ronaldo, and then Gabriel Jesus. So uh, the bookies think that Neymar and Jesus for Brazil are going to bang them all the goals. Um if, because it's on in Russia and the climate over there would and even the food would probably best suit Germany who are second favourites and that, that's just my opinion but uh, obviously we're, I'm going to divulge into a more next time um, before we finish this out I want to say thanks a million for tuning in again um, I absolutely loved doing the show um, Ross does as well and um we're going to keep doing it, keep putting out the content. Thanks a million for either liking or sharing or retweeting or putting on your story or telling a friend. You know what I mean? This is, uh, I absolutely love doing this. And if it wasn't for people like yourself tuning in, enjoying it, having a good time, I wouldn't be doing it. Or would I? Let us know what you think in the comments. But, and as always... Stay energized.